Societal gender roles believe that women are biologically more nurturing than men, instead of socialized to become the nurturers. This belief has reinforced the traditional view of the feminine role as nurturing and caring, as opposed to tough and logical. But Tiana and I think it seems pretty sexist to suggest that women should provide this special attention. Not only are women expected to nurture children, but we are also conditioned to nurture grown men in society. Let's discuss. She, a podcast for non-traditional conversations. I'm Tiana. And I'm Sophie. And And we're we're a couple. couple. Join us as we explore an alternative view on what it means to be a woman in today's society. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 72 of She, an acronym for Shifting Her Experience. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Shifting Her Experience and send us a DM to be featured as our person of the week or leave us a review on Amazon if you've purchased our journal Reflect and we'll give you a shout out that way. And before we get into our topic today, I'd like to shout out Heather from Canada who shared our episode on Not All Men and said that we really helped her peel back and discover all the layers that make up who she is um, and that episode helped facilitate that. So that's That's super nice to hear. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Heather. We really loved speaking on the topic of not all men. And a lot of our listeners shared that episode on Instagram too. So we're really happy that you are all resonating with the content. Exactly. We feel as though a lot of our listeners will resonate with today's topic too. Um, And it's a topic that sort of came up in our Stop Pressuring Women to Have Kids episode. But today we want to talk about why women are expected to be nurturers in society. We're going to touch on a few areas here to explore this point. We're going to chat about the role in parenting and home life, women in the workplace. But first, we want to start with socialization as kids. Yes. By discussing this topic uh, on our own, as well as carrying out some research, Tiana and I agree that the root of this expectation for women to be nurturers does come down to socialization and how our society operates. Um, We feel like the expectation of women to be nurturers in society is a really important topic to investigate because gender roles are, you know, the result of the interactions between people and their environments, which gives individuals, you know, cues and and signs about what sort of behavior is believed to be appropriate for what sex Exactly. This is an important topic because this expectation of women to be nurturers reinforces gender roles and gender stereotypes. When we assign the role of nurturer in society solely to women, just like any gender stereotype, this is harmful. It's harmful to both men women and anyone who doesn't fit in the gender binary because if you don't conform to these rules you suffer yeah and I also want to make the distinction that with or without children women are expected to care for those around them before they even consider taking care of themselves yes yeah good point. so so even if you are not a mother you're expected to be compassionate empathetic and you know nurturers and this can come out in different ways some women are always a listening ear to other women some women feel this in the workplace when they are looked to mentor other women or facilitate team building exercises etc so we will get into this later yeah like we said I want to start with the socialization of humans from the time we're kids we're all human and our brain changes in response to experience so because women and men this binary tends to be socialized in different ways especially growing up we have learned to become the nurturers so much research has shown that girls and boys growing up have very different experiences and that they are socialized extremely differently 
as of infancy. Yeah, we've touched on this in a few other episodes, but, you know, think about girls who are handed dolls and baby carriages to play with, you know, suggesting nurturing and, and caring behaviours and boys who were handed superheroes and toy soldiers and stuff like that, you know, suggesting fighting and protecting behaviours. Um, and when girls or women cry it's seen as normal but if boys or men do they're often taught like crying is a a sign of weakness and it's not manly boys and men are taught to swallow their emotions and toughen up while it's more acceptable for girls to cry more openly without shame yep nurturing versus protecting yeah and you know going back to men being typically protective and women being typically nurturing um you know the the dictionary's definition of these is is very striking and helps Mm. us to understand like why women are encouraged to be more nurturing like and be that nurturing figure so like according to the dictionary protective means capable of or intended to protect someone or something whereas nurturing means care for and encourage the growth or development of something or someone so These two roles are very different because one is this dominant defender and one is this carer and teacher and each of them tend to represent the binary of men and women. But as feminists, Tiana and I believe these roles should be interchangeable. 1000%. Like it's fair to say that socialization may have impacted how women and men learn to communicate emotions such as kindness and compassion even. Like, women were taught caring behaviors from a young age, never mind just at home, but in school as well. Yeah, and it's no secret that this comes down to to gender roles as well. I mean, women being the nurturer in society is a product of gender stereotypes and gender roles. And women are believed to have the personality traits where they're expected to be accommodating and emotional and men are expected to be confident and aggressive, thus leading women to take on this role of nurturer. Yeah. And I read an article recently by um, this guy called Christopher von Ruden. He's a professor at the University of Richmond. And he said that historically men were hunter-gatherers, which we've all learned in history when we were kids. Um, And they were hunter-gatherers because of their strength and women were nurturing because they were, you know, basically breastfeeding in the cave. So, you know, but this professor does say that gender norms are not just influenced by the evolution of our bodies, but also by the evolution of our minds. Uh, Men didn't just specialise in tasks like hunting because of greater muscle mass, but also because the average man evolved in a way where he took more risks to show off. Interesting. Um, So even though the evolution of behaviour between the sexes contributes to gender norms, this professor says that it doesn't ethically justify it. Mm, Yeah. Well, what's funny is I think most people, regardless of gender identity, have the capability to be compassionate or to be nurturing. But it's the way our society is set up and how deep gender roles run in everything we do in society that tricks us all into believing that women are natural nurturers. It's only because young girls are socialized into this gender role that we believe it to be true. Yeah, I do think people have the ability to demonstrate compassion or characteristics of being a nurturer in lots of different ways. And one reason we might think that women are more compassionate than men is that we think of compassion in only one way. Nurturance, kindness, softness, gentleness and emotional warmth. And we think of nurturing in 
relation to a motherly role. Yes, a motherly role. That's so true. Exactly. Which is interesting because expressions of deep compassion are not always nurturing or maternal. Think of some heroic acts in which people throw themselves into dangerous situations to help others. These are like fierce, courageous, and even aggressive forms of compassion. We think that men don't have the ability to be emotional or compassionate. Like we place this burden of being the nurturer solely on women in like to be nurturing in all areas, parenting, work, friendships, daily life. And it just doesn't make sense because humans, regardless of gender, have the capability of demonstrating these traits in lots of different forms, like mm-hmm. Soph said. For example, this past September, we watched some of the new 9-11 documentaries that followed the NYFD on the day of the 9-11 attacks. The majority of these firefighters were men, and it was obvious how compassionate empathetic and protective they were so you can be protective and compassionate and nurturing yeah i agree i think we all have the ability to tap into our protective modes but also our compassionate modes i think at this point society has just found it all too convenient to assign this role to women um because we all know that women doing housework or being the natural parent is assumed in society and it's assumed that they are naturally good at those things so we don't question that role in society um It's as if being associated with nature and possessing qualities like empathy, sensitivity, gentleness, calmness, you know, makes women biologically suitable for the role. Um, But society nurtured women to be that way. Exactly. Like women are told to be good wives, mothers, daughter-in-laws, like to build up their husbands and make them feel good, you know, in traditional society. And it overshadows the fact that women are so much more than just the nurturer in society. Women don't need to nurture everyone around them they should be allowed to nurture themselves first. Yeah, absolutely. The ability to nurture is a learned behavior. Men are just as capable of learning how to nurture as women are. But our point is that they are not always socialized that way in our society. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp, professional counselling done securely online. Tiana and I have spoken in previous episodes about how important mental health is and how therapy is something everyone can benefit from, especially when it comes to improving your self-awareness and overall well-being. Yes, our sponsor BetterHelp, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, was kind enough to let us both try their services. So we've both been matched with therapists separately and have attended a few sessions already. I love that it's all done online. There's no waiting room and you can just send your therapist messages messages or schedule a phone chat or video chat. Yeah, it's a lot more affordable than traditional counseling done offline, which is great. There's even financial aid available as well. And well, BetterHelp is even more affordable now because we want you all to start living a happier life. And as a listener of ours, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com loving. So join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com loving. You can find the link in our description for this episode. Sophie and I want to also take a moment to talk about Hey Honey, a clean, active and effective cruelty-free skincare brand who were kind enough to send us both some products tailored to our skin type. I have really sensitive and dry skin. And I have rosacea, which causes redness and my skin is more prone to acne. And both of us are really loving Hey Honey's skincare products. We are both big fans of natural skincare and products that have minimal ingredients. 
I love the look into my eyes retinol and propolis eye mask because it's so lightweight and the good morning facial serum is fantastic to apply before you put on your makeup. Yes and for my acne prone skin I love using the don't miss a spot cleansing foam and the be clear skin purifying drops for redness and acne. You can browse Hey Honey's products on their website heyhoney.com and use code SHE S-H-E, at checkout for 20% off your first purchase. Also, I really feel this is important to say, we have listeners from around the world, and while a lot of our listenership is in the United States, we have to recognize that there are countries that are still strict in their view of gender roles, and this issue is something that, even if you live in the U.S., is important, because the U.S. is a country made up of immigrants, and we have to understand that there are women, families here, that absolutely still feel the pressure to fall into the typical traditional gender roles assigned to women. It affects us all. And I'm saying that because we get comments on Instagram like, this is not a U.S. issue. Like, women and men are equal in the U.S., blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like this isn't happening in Western countries. Yeah, and it's important to say that it absolutely does. And we even had a listener the other day message us who was from India but now lives in Europe telling us personally how regardless of where she lives, how this instilled expectation of women to be nurturers and subservient has affected her and all of her friends around her. Yeah, we like to believe that Western countries are so progressive and are ahead of other countries uh, in roles that we assign to women versus men in society, but it's just not the case. We, we wouldn't be doing this episode now if we felt like women in the West were respected for stepping out of their nurturing roles. Yeah, I know my family in Canada can still be very traditional in how they internalize and react to gender roles. Maybe not my mother, but most family members in Canada of mine are from Italy or their parents are from Italy and fell into those traditional roles of women being expected to marry men, cook for their husbands and take care of the home. So it is still happening. And this is why it's important to talk about. Yeah, it absolutely is still happening. And I can think of a few bullet points that are tangible examples of how women are expected to be nurturers. Yes, list, (laughs) list it off. Yeah, well, like some of these are just things I've witnessed in my own family life growing up um, and the dynamic between my parents. So these are, you know, but also the dynamic between my friends' parents and stuff. This is things I've seen firsthand. So yes, give us a list. (laughs) Yeah, so the expectation to be mothers, to stay at home, to work and take care of the kids because my mother was a working mother and she went to college so she was a mature student she was working and she was also cooking for all of us cleaning the house making lunches helping us with um homework getting us ready for school in the morning dropping us to school um like and a friend of ours her mother collected us because we did carpool because and it was always the mothers who picked up the kids and dropped them to school um women are also expected to be the listeners you know I would go to my mom all the time for things like I would she was my agony aunt but then you have the likes of like agony aunts in magazines growing up you had like a whole section called like the agony aunt where people would write in it was always a woman never a guy but yeah just like women are assumed to be like better listeners like I wouldn't go to my dad for for advice on relationships or sex I would always go to like my mother so I would even go to my mother if I was like having issues with like bullies or anything I wouldn't go to my dad for things like this so there is that expectation of like women to be like the listener the empathetic one 
even the role of sex, you know, in, in like heteronormative sex. Um, we did an episode on this recently, misogyny and orgasms, where we talked about this. But, you know, women typically attend to men and please men more in heteronormativity, which is an example of nurturing. Yeah, we've spoken before how heterosexual sex revolves around a penis. So, yeah, <laughs> nothing surprising there. But yeah, just a few more examples here. Um, you know, the expectation to give advice. I already said that and have all the answers, you know, for for your kids problems because I would always go to like me and my siblings would always go to my mother for like our problems never my dad um but also like family members of mine or like my my mom's friends would always go to her for advice like I never saw any of my dad's friends coming over looking for my dad's advice because like women are more approachable than men I mean there's a famous sentence in every Irish household and that's ask your mother Oh yeah, like, that's popular here too. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, you'd go to your like your mom for like random things, whether it's like oh ma, can I have money like to go to the cinema, or like ma, can I talk to you about sex? Like I would always go to my mother because if I went to my oh, dad, yeah. I know he'd say, ah, so like I don't know, ask your mother. Yeah, <laughs> I can even think of a few that I can list off, like babysitting as a teenager. Yes, to maybe mm-hmm. your siblings, but even more so as a first job. It's a lot more common for teenage girls to assume this role. Like, have you ever seen a movie? for instance of a teenage boy babysitting for money never I wouldn't trust a 13 year old boy to babysit my infant nephew because they're typically not raised to be attentive compassionate or even very responsible yeah and I think my nephew would like fall down the stairs and the 13 year old boy would just be watching tv and and just not even notice like I know I'm stereotyping but It is kind of true because they're raised to be less nurturing. So I wouldn't trust a teenage boy with a baby. Well, we see this in other aspects of life, like how there are more nurses who are women than men. Mm -hmm. How we expect women to be the ones who comfort you when you're upset. To convince and talk down an angry partner or boss. For example, wives convincing their husbands to go easy on their child or women at work going to bat for other employees. To provide reassurance to husbands in straight relationships, the common Mm. phrase, you are a good father. To be supportive of their partner, children, friends. To be gentle when speaking, but also during any physical contact. Put it this way, I've never had a woman literally try and lift me up at a party randomly because I'm small. Like, (laughs) all pointing (laughs) to women being more approachable, like you said, Soph. Yeah, and they're two sides of the same coin like women are more nurturing because they're more approachable yeah and that's because that's how we've raised them but you mentioned a point on that list that I want to shift gears and talk about as well the expectation of women to be natural nurturers in the workplace because it's not just at home it leaks into professional life as well yeah absolutely you know that female leaders are often perceived and even valued for naturally possessing greater nurturing skills they're expected to excel at developing and inspiring and motivating motivating other employees, particularly other women, building relationships and steering collaborative projects. Like it's almost as if it stems from women needing to be likable in order to be successful, Mm. like nurture those around you at work and make sure everyone is listened to and heard in order to succeed. Yeah. Keeping everyone happy, making sure everyone on the team is heard, making sure nobody's feelings are heard, Mm. making sure that there is like peace kept between the team. Yeah. Like I've seen that too. Yeah. Like women are expected to support and nurture the careers of those around them whether or not that's where their talents lie or whether or not they even want to. Like this puts an unfair burden on women and it's a hindrance to like women's advancement. Like I spend a lot of my time at work being the one who listens and has empathy for employees while 
my male counterparts focus on other things and aren't even aware of how their actions affect others. Like being the nurturer and listening to people empathetically is simply not a reality that men have to face in the workplace. No one looks to hire male leaders for their supportive qualities. Like it's just not the case for them. And this is not to say women shouldn't support each other. Like, of course we should. I'm more so pointing out that there is an unfair burden on women to be the assumed nurturer, even at work. Yeah. And even women being assigned more subservient tasks at work, like booking travel arrangements for work-related functions. Mm. I've heard, you know, our female friends say they've done that when it's not really their job in, in work. Yeah. Um, as well as ordering lunches for the team. Yes, is a huge one. Yeah. Um, and even th- the typical admin and secretary work, you know. Yeah, I can think of even just admin secretary work, like being the note taker in meetings, like when that's not your job. You know, Tiana, can you take notes? Organizing team meetings or organizing anything (laughs) or holding your male employees accountable or acting as an assistant, keeping employees on track, even if that's not your job title. All of this ties into nurturing because all of these tasks are technically taking care of others. And I'm not just spitballing random thoughts here. These are literally points I deal with every single day that my male counterparts in lower positions even don't have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Women naturally fall into this role and tolerate it because yeah. we're conditioned and programmed to be more of a nurturer while men are conditioned to be the leader. And it's a standard in our society. And it will only change if we encourage children to be open to all roles. Yeah. You know, teach your daughters how to mow the lawn and teach your sons how to use the washing machine. It starts at, at a young age, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess that could be my takeaway for today. Yeah, it does all start at a young age. I think that's a great takeaway. Thank you. So what is your takeaway on today's topic? I mean, simply women are expected to nurture because that is how society is set up. It's another way to oppress women into a role that doesn't always suit them. The responsibility to be empathetic, kind... And to take care of everyone around you should not fall on a gender, but on humanity as a whole. Your gender doesn't automatically make you a caring and nurturing person. So we need to stop assuming that it does. This is a learned behavior that, like Sophie said, starts when we're children. So stop assuming people's natural personality traits or abilities based on their gender. Yeah, well said. I love it. Well, that's it for today's episode. We love hearing your stories on how you're living a non-traditional life. So keep them coming and follow us on Instagram at Shifting Her Experience and send us a message on Instagram. Review our podcast on Apple or review our journal Reflect on Amazon to be featured as our next person of the week. And make sure you download, rate and review our podcast and share it with your friends to spark a further discussion on this topic and let us know if you believe women are naturally more nurturing or if it is in fact a learned behavior from socialization and be sure to check out our episode description for links to our sponsors that we talked about today see you on tuesdays bye